Welcome to the She Plays on Women's Football podcast. I'm your host Harry Chan. This week we look at England's new coach Serena Wegman, her background and what the future looks like for the Lionesses. But first, some news from this week. The Football Association has identified potential fixtures from the elite female game, the WSL, which could serve as pilot events for the return of fans. Telegraph Sports has revealed earlier that the FA has submitted fixtures from both the Women's Super League and Women's Championship to the Department for Digital Culture, Media and Sport for approval. Last week, fans were banned from attending pilot matches until at least August 15th, in light of coronavirus restrictions being reintroduced across parts of Northern England following a spike in cases. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said pilots of larger crowds at sports venues would not take place, but there is widespread feeling that women's football, given its lower crowd attendances, could be suitable for smaller spectator pilots. The average crowd attendance during the WSL 2019-20 season which was prematurely ended in May due to coronavirus was 3,072. The WSL side Birmingham City have appointed Carla Ward as their new manager on a two-year deal. Ward led Sheffield United to second place in the championship last season, their highest finish, and BBC Sport reports that England assistant coach Beth Priestman was also appointed for the job. United said in a statement last month that the club and Ward quote had part of company as both parties have opted to go down a different path. The Blues ended second bottom in the WSL last season with the table decided on points per game because of the coronavirus. So far this summer, eight players have left Birmingham, including Captain Kerry's Harrop and England international Lucy Staniforth, while the club are yet to make any signings. However, BBC Sport also reports that Ward has already lined up several targets and is hoping to announce signings and arrangements of pre-season friendly matches over the next week. Birmingham will travel to Brighton in the opening fixtures of the 20-21 season on the weekend of the 5th to the 6th of September. The Women's Community Shield looks set to return to the football calendar this month for the first time since 2008. Chelsea will face Manchester City on August 29th, immediately before the men's equivalent between Arsenal and Liverpool. The game will have extra spice with Manchester City top of the WSL when the season was prematurely ended but missing out to Chelsea for the league title on the points per game ratio used. This year's Community Shield will feature the first ever double header, with both men and women's games to be played at Wembley Stadium on August 29th. The women's match will be shown live on BBC One and the BBC iPlayer. Glasgow City head coach Scott Booth admits that there is always concern regarding the coronavirus pandemic as the club prepared to head to Spain for the Champions League. Booth's side, who are chasing a third Champions League title, will soon be travelling to St. Sebastian to face Wolfsburg in the quarterfinal on Friday, August 21st. 
Meanwhile, Manchester United player Jackie Cronin has won the PFA's Community Champion Award for her social welfare activities and contribution to the club's foundation this season. Cronin, who is the first overseas player in the women's team, frequently visited the girls' regional talent club to coach young women footballers and also became an ambassador for the Johan Cruyff Foundation earlier this year. Welcome back to our Crash Course segment in focus where we dissect one hot topic in women's football. This week we want to do a quick review of the England national team and their new head coach Serena Wegman. We will look at her background, legacy at Netherlands, tactics, as well as what the future holds for the Lionesses. As part of the background, former Netherlands women's manager Serena Wegman will succeed Phil Neville as England's head coach in September 2021. The former Netherlands midfielder has signed a four-year deal, with Neville set to leave the role next summer. Baroness Campbell, who is the FA's director for women's football, said that, quote, Serena was our number one choice. Under Wegman, the Netherlands reached third in the world rankings, and she was named FIFA Coach of the Year in 2017. During her playing career, Wegman made 104 appearances and was captain of the Netherlands. The Football Association set a decision on who will take charge of Great Britain at the Olympics in Japan will be announced, quote, in due course. With Naval's deal lasting into July, he could take charge of Team GB, with Wegman remaining with the Netherlands. Wegman was keen to lead the Netherlands at the Tokyo Olympics and has been granted that wish. The Football Association said on last Friday that it would now renew its dialogue with home nations in respect of the postponed Tokyo Olympics as well as the 2024 Games and a decision on the head coach for Team GBU next year will be announced in due course. The 50-year-old's first major tournament with the Lionesses will be the Euros, which were postponed by a year because of the coronavirus pandemic on home soil in 2022. Taking a look at her legacy at the Netherlands national team, now a little over a year ago, the impact of Serena Wegman had on women's football in Netherlands was pretty clear to see in France. A few weeks later in France, the same team reached their first World Cup final, having only qualified for their first finals in 2015. Wegman is the first female coach to reach 100 caps for her country, was only installed as the Dutch head coach six months before they won Euro 2017. With the national team struggling ahead of that tournament Euro 2017, there were issues with the team's mentality and confidence, in part from hosting the tournament which meant there were no competitive games to play in. And although she quickly installed an attacking style, which shone through the tournament, she also demonstrated a winning mentality, which was influenced by a year playing in the United States as a teenager. Now, Wakeman led her side to glory as host at Euro 2017, where they beat the Lionesses, then managed by Max Sampson, 3-0 in the last four. She also guided the Netherlands to their first World Cup final two years later, though 
they lost 2-0 to Joe Ellis' United States. Now, as a side note, England-born former USA manager Joe Ellis, who was one, who has won the past two World Cups, had been among the favourites to manage the Niners, but it was reported that talks stalled between the FA and Ellis due to wage demands. Now, we are expecting the England players to be delighted with disappointment, having reached the Euro 2017 semi-finals where they lost 3-0 to Wakeman's Netherlands under Max Sampson, as mentioned. Naval took them to the semi-finals of the 2019 World Cup, but their form deteriorated, which is an understatement, sharply after the tournament in France. Taking in the semi-final defeat against USA at the World Cup, Naval has lost 7 of his last 11 games. March, he admitted that the England's She Believes Cup performances in which they lost to the US and Spain and earned a scrappy 1-0 win against Japan were quote unacceptable. Weigman may have been a cheaper appointment than former United States coach Joe Ellis, but she is also described as a perfect cultural fit, that is by FA Head of Women's Football Baroness Sue Campbell. She certainly won't have to face questions about teams winning trophies in spite of her or damaging players' mental health, both of which Ellis has been accused of recently. Now, as for tactics, there is always a nagging doubt that players either haven't bought into Naval's insistence that England should play out from the back or aren't best suited to the tactic, given it often costs them possession. After the exit from the World Cup, England fullback Lucy Browns backed Naval, but admitted he was perhaps not the best coach in the world when it comes to tactics. Wakeman may also offer a more honest assessment of England's capabilities and where they can improve in comparison to Naval, who has at times overpraised his team when they have performed poorly. An additional note on that with regards to the tactics of playing up from the back as we have said in our episode talking about the She Believes Cup performance of the Lionesses, Team England may not be suited for playing out from the back if the players are too much up front, shall we say, in the match. If we look back at the previous games, playing out from the back was not a problem, with Steph Houghton or Leah Williams, both of which are very capable of long passes and also very capable, especially with Williams to triple out of trouble at the back. But in that episode, talking about Arsenal, we also said that if you play Williamson, you need someone to cover up for her when she moves forward. In that sense, we think that England has not been able to do so, and furthermore, the long passing ability of Houghton or Williamson has not been used. As we have mentioned, Naval insists on playing out from the back when in reality playing with a 4-3-3, slamming the ball up without a use of a better word, is actually a good tactic, given that they have players who are more than capable of putting balls behind the backs of defenders, and also with strikers who are again more than capable of running behind, of fighting in the air for no matter for the first ball or for the second ball with other players. Of course, it will depend on what Weidman wants to do with her players, but with regard to the quality of players within the Lionesses squad, we think that playing out from the back could work, but it requires more preparation, especially within the midfield, 
and how the players have to adapt, especially when they're being pressed by teams like the USA, who also play a 4-3-3 format and have three strikers pressing four defenders. If they do not solve this problem, we do not see how England could improve from their current form. We'll be back. In other news, United States midfielder and 2019 World Cup winner Sam Mewis has joined former WSL champions Manchester City from North Carolina Courage. Mewis has played 67 times for her country and featured regularly during last year's World Cup, starting the 2-0 final over the Netherlands in Lyon. The 27-year-old said joining Manchester City is like quote winning the lottery. Also at Man City, World Cup winner Rose Lavelle signed after she joined OL Reign this week from Washington Spirit, where she immediately signed an agreement to play outside the National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL. The United States midfielder says the idea of playing in the Champions League and competing for so many titles played a role in her move to Manchester City. OL Reign will control Lavelle's future playing rights in the American League. Ever the woman has signed the France international forward Valerie Galvin from Montpellier with manager Willie Kirk hailing the arrival of the 24-year-old as a quote real coup. Galvin, who has signed a three-year deal with the WSL club, has spent the past six years with Montpellier and scored an impressive 14 goals in 16 league appearances during the curtailed 2019-20 season. She has played for her country 31 times and was part of the team that reached the quarterfinals of the 2019 World Cup. Before playing for Montpellier, she represented Toulouse. Chelsea and England defender Millie Bright has signed a new deal to keep her with the Women's Super League side champions until 2023. The 26-year-old joined the Blues in 2015 and has gone on to win two WSL titles as well as two FA Cups. Midfielder Julia Simic has left West Ham Women to join AC Milan. The Germans' departure comes less than a month before the start of the new WSL season. Simic scored three goals in 22 games for West Ham after joining them from Freiburg in 2018 but was out of action for over a year because of a persistent knee injury. West Ham women have also signed former Arsenal midfielder Ruby Grant on a short-term deal. The 18-year-old who scored a hat-trick against Crawley on her Women's FA Cup debut for the Gunners at the age of 16 in February 2019 moves to West Ham on non-contractual terms. Grant has been posed to attend college in the United States before the coronavirus pandemic. Wales' most capped player Jess Fishlock is set to join WSL club Reading on loan. The OL Reign midfielder can play in the WSL while the NWSL in America is on hiatus. WSL club Reading have signed New Zealand goalkeeper Erin Naylor from French club Borodogs on a deal of undisclosed length. The 28-year-old played for her country at the 2016 Olympics in Brazil and the World Cup in 2019 in France. Thank you.
Here's what else you need to know this week. Bristol City winner Megan Wynn has had a knee surgery after tearing her anterior cruciate ligament ACL. The Wales International has been sidelined just a month after completing her permanent move from WSL rivals Tottenham, having played for the Robins on loan last season. We wish her all the best. And this episode will also be the last episode for this season. The new women's football season starts with the Community Shield as mentioned on the 29th of August and then the WSL and Championship the week after. We will be taking a break for you can come back on the 3rd of September. In the new season, our format will be slightly different. Instead of having an interview or our crash course segment after the news, we will split the two into two parts. Now every Thursday you will still get your weekly dose of Women's Football News here, but instead of a 30 minute episode every week, the new episodes will last around 10 to 15 minutes every week after taking away the second part of the show. And each month we will do one to two additional episodes that are either interviews or crash course segments. These will last longer, around 20 to 30 minutes, and will come out separately from the weekly news. In addition, we will put up one to two articles per week on our website and social media and they will be shorter analysis and match reviews. So let us know what you want to see through our social media accounts at SheplaysOn. That's it for this week's episode. We will not be back next week. If you like what you listen to, remember to rate, subscribe and tell your friends and family about the podcast. We will see you in our next season with a new format. Once again, I'm your host Harry Chan and this is the SheplaysOn. Women's Football Podcast.